Welcome to Bloombox Growing Deeper. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And we're on a mission to help you become the gardener you want to be. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Yay. We're glad Hannah's back. Sorry, I got loud because I got excited. Yes, I'm back for the full episode this time. Family stuff, vacation, all the things. Sarah handled it well. That's okay. We had good guests. That helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this time is just you and me. Back to the OG. And back to an episode that you guys really liked last year. Mm -hmm. Because it is the Monday after Thanksgiving. Which means you now have to buy Christmas presents. If you haven't already. Although my family decided no presents this year. Oh, that is nice. I don't know what to do with my time. (laughs) I actually really, I'm one of those weird people that really enjoys giving presents. I don't, I have a harder time receiving them because I don't like the attention. Sure. But I love giving presents. So this is my time of year. I feel like. Whenever a holiday comes around, I can't find or remember the perfect gift I thought of in like May. So I just buy gifts when I see them and I give them to people. Yeah. If I feel like that thing spoke to me for them, then I want them to have it. And I want them to have it right away. Um, so I, that's kind of how I do gifts. Christmas gifting to me it can be kind of stressful. Yeah. The quantity stresses yes. me out. All the people at the same time. And so we're only doing gifts for kids this that year, is which is fun. Yeah. And the kids are the funnest and to yeah. buy them for anyway. Mm-hmm. My problem is like, you just like you said, somebody might speak to you with the gifts that you mm-hmm. want to give them. But if you have to give gifts to like five people and only three are giving you good ideas, then oh, I sure, like, yeah. well, is it going to be obvious that I had no ideas for the other two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So gifting is hard, but we are yeah. here to help. We are. Especially if you have gardeners and birders and all kinds of people in your family. Yeah. We've got, you gave us some good categories for things that could relate you to the outdoors Mm -hmm. and what the gift would be. Mm -hmm. I'm trying here, people. (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, Sarah, how are things going? We haven't caught up in a while. We have not. So, for me, the crazy season is over. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just... Kind of sitting here waiting for somebody to need me. I need you all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I have things you could do. (laughs) That's fine. I'm in kind of a writing season. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on a a guide to being a water-wise community, Mm -hmm. which is actually really hard to write um, because we try to keep our publications helpful and encouraging. And and this one, the research is hard. And it's hard to turn that into... Um, not coming down too heavy on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to lose hope. No, and it's it's more, you know, I want the recommendations to seem encouraging, mm-hmm. but it, this is something I feel pretty strongly about, and I've been right. working enough to see people just refuse to take the absolutely you know advice, mm-hmm. and so it's hard to keep that tone mm-hmm. in the writing, but. The reality is the suggestions are relatively simple. So that is helpful. It's not like I'm trying to explain complicated, you know, processes or uh, really expensive things we have to do. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool, cool. I like it. Well, for me, it's reporting season. That's almost over. So getting all those reports turned in so that people know we're actually doing good things. 
and it's fundraising season. So Ooh. also, all y'all, if you have any spare dollars, <laughs> send it yeah, over we, to me. We need them. We do, yes. Um, so that's that's always a interesting time. Makes for a busy end of the year, and does. we start planning spring affairs soon. Yeah, it kind of already have, but like yeah, not in, we've done a couple real of things. Earnest. I know. I found the. I was. It's also that time when my mom says, I need pictures for the Christmas card. Oh, yeah. So I was scrolling through my pictures <laughs> on my phone to find good photos to send to her. And I found the photo we took last, well, this year, I guess, for Spring Affair for our first meeting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we were just we full were... of joy and energy. <laughs> and then I found, because we did that, we posted it. I remember that. Where we had the photo of the first meeting and the last meeting. And by the last meeting, we were like, okay, guys. We can we're gonna it. make it. <laughs> so I've we'll declared there. that our Christmas card picture is always us at the Christmas tree farm, and that's oh, there just you go. that. And there's no changing. That's it, fun. Which means I do have to remember to bring the tripod. Yes, as you know, we just got back from Cabo, yeah. a little vacation, and uh, it's the one and only time I've ever like paid for one of those vacation photos. Oh, because we went on a glass boat tour. Cool. Um, so you could see the fish underneath you because the just like literally two feet out on the beach, there's fish in Cabo. Wow. That's just like you, we could snorkel at the resort. It was so cool. But then we went and saw El Arco. It's a famous arch at the end of the peninsula. Okay. Um, that it's where the Sea of Cortez meets the Pacific Ocean. You're stretching my geography, but I'm following so far. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a very popular whale watching spot during whale time. We weren't there during whale oh, time. We will okay. be going back during, during whale season. In It's usually like January, February. So you go for oh, your birthday. That's the perfect time of year. Right. And uh, there's a 99% chance you'll see a whale. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's a very... That's an impressive guarantee uh-huh. right there. Right. Anyways, so we were on this little tour, and they took pictures of us in front of the arc, the arch, and actually did a really good job. This guy was great. So we that's paid for it. one, and that's going to be our Christmas card. <laughs> that works. Sometimes they don't do that good a job, no. or they're just expensive photos, yes. but... It kind of works to, yeah. you know, a nice photo of the two of you, and you can use it for Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I know. He was giving directions like, point over there. Put your leg up like this. Wow. <laughs> like he clearly, he should be a photographer, and he has done this for many people because it's only an hour tour, so they probably do, like, a good de- A lot of day. Ten a day, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, anyways. All right. Back to gardening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you... So, if... You don't remember from last year, around this mm-hmm. time, we put out an episode that we called our gift guide. Gift guide. And last just year... just as good as Oprah's, you guys. <laughs> I get some good gift guides mm-hmm. that I subscribe to. This one will be primarily gardener oriented, but also just some other ways people relate to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And last year, it was mostly stuff Hannah and I wanted. <laughs> and we did get some. <laughs> and we <them>. did. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> It showed that our family listens, mm-hmm. and we hope there's more than our family We listening. both got a knife, right? We did. We yes. both got oh, the same thing. They were thing. so nice. I use it all the time. All I love the it. time. This time, though, we expanded, and mm-hmm. this is, you know, more things we just think fit well into some categories. So yeah. talking about ways you can get outside 
fun for kids, things for people who like to cook and like to use food from their garden. Yep. Last year we also did a book guide, but we're combining the two. Gift guide, book guide together because we while we read you all our good books. Right. I do read a lot, but I don't read a lot of gardening books because I'm sorry, y'all. I do this all day. I can't go home right. <laughs> and read about it all night like some people can. Uh, yeah. Instead, I read about dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Same. Okay. So let's start off the gift guide 2024 with some NSA gifts you can give because, you know, that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because people buy things from us and then that pays us that we can do things like this. Right? It helps with Hannah's end of the year campaign. It super helps. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's start off. First of all, if you go to plantnebraskashop.org, that gets you to our shop with all of our kind of merch stuff. And we have a lot of fun stuff on there. I made some new mugs recently Ooh. to go on there. They have color on the inside and they're white on the outside. And nice. I think they're really pretty. So if you know of a tea drinker, coffee drinker, hot cocoa drinker, hot toddy drinker. Anything you can put it in a mug. <laughs> Anything. I apparently eat chicken nuggets out of a coffee mug. <laughs> That's so true. You <laughs> so, guys, we showed up at a meeting and Sarah's eating chicken nuggets out of a mug. It was the most uh, like carryable piece of dishware I had in my office because mm-hmm. I don't want to carry my giant plate. So I just put some chicken no. nuggets in a mug. Hey, it, it works. I like it too. So there's a lot of good stuff on there. Dog bandanas. Yeah. That's a good one. The hats are popular. I like Very my popular. Hat. I also see a lot of people wearing the plant person shirt. Yes. The plant person shirt is a top seller, y'all. Um, also, we, and I will add this before, I was not going to sell it until the spring, but I've just made a split second decision. And since I'm in charge, I can do that. You can. <laughs> I will add our... Uh, leave the weeds feed the bees yes. signs uh, before Christmas. So when this comes out, it'll be on the store. So if you want to either support somebody's desire to leave their dandelions or throw some subtle shade during Christmas morning, <laughs> you can get a sign. It's it's just like our leave the leaves sign, yeah. but different colors, different message. Oh, man. I Last year I had a leave the leaves sign, and mm-hmm. this year I didn't put one out. <clears throat> but I went home the other night before teaching youth group. So I wanted 15 minutes to yeah. close my eyes because you need that. And my neighbor with his rackety old lawnmower that is the loudest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. You've heard mine. <laughs> mowing up every single leaf on his property, mm-hmm. which is directly outside of my window. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go stick that sign out. There. Just, just stop <laughs> even just leave your leaves for 20 minutes mm-hmm. you can mow them later just let me have my nap <laughs> yep oh man i can relate so that would be a good one second by the time this episode comes out we have gift cards available oh, this is so exciting yay so these are nsa gift cards here's what you can use them for you can use them at plant sales so anytime you're shopping in our greenhouse you can use them at spring affair Yay. Really? Yes, oh. you can use them in Spring Affair. Um, and then that's it. <laughs> so plants. So plants. They're for plants. They will not work for people to buy merchandise from the store. They won't work to purchase bloom boxes. 
they won't work to purchase memberships. However, you can buy gift memberships. We have that. You just click that option in the buy a membership form when you're doing that online. And Toby will take care of making sure it gets to the right person. And during the holiday season, he does special packaging. He does. With it looks different super th- nice. It's super nice so that you can do that. So gift cards for plants gift membership if you know somebody who's been eyeing a membership or could benefit from it that is an excellent new gardener new homeowner gift it to is. give yeah because that membership you gift that membership and then they just get to benefit from mm-hmm. the the reciprocal admissions program to different botanical gardens or from the discount at plant sales yes Mm-hmm. And then they'll get all of our publications and mm-hmm. things, too. So especially if they're learning, that's an excellent way to introduce them to this world of sustainable gardening. Yeah. You don't have this on the From NSA list, but I want to add, you have the Memorial Tree Program yes. that started. I hadn't listed that yet. I know. And it's, te- you know, I think it was dreamed up as, as something to do when family members pass away. But there's I no reason. graduations, anniversaries, yeah. births. We gifted a tree to a board member who had a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. I think people only, I feel like people only bring up memorial trees for passings. But I would love to get a note saying uh-huh. a tree has been planted in an arboretum this Christmas. Well, we probably not at Christmas. <laughs> no, we're not going <laughs> to. We want them to be successful. Yes. These plantings. Um, so mm-hmm. that's something to think about. Too. Yes. Yeah. All the trees get planted through either our Arboretum program or our Green Greener Towns program. So they get planted in Nebraska in a community that needs trees, whether that's because they've had a storm or disease or new development where they need more tree cover. And because we're NSA and we don't just do trees, you can also plant pollinator gardens. And one of our most popular memorial um, items that people want to plant is a bird-supporting shrub. Oh, that's lovely. Mm -hmm. Because arboretums need that. They get a lot of trees from, Mm -hmm. you know, memorials and things. But you need the understory, too. Yes. So, and if you have a birder in your life who wants to support more birds, because as you know, we're experiencing mass extinction in birds at this time, especially songbirds. Um, a good way to do that would be to plant a service berry, yeah. which is something that we would plant with that. And this is a great gift for that person who's hard to yeah. buy a physical <laughs> item for, uh-huh. whether they just don't like you know, adding another physical thing to their life, or they have a lot of stuff, or they live far away from you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are all of the NSA options. You can go to plantnebraska.org and look for any of those. They'll be up and available. You can also just donate in their name. That is always an option. We are trying to meet our end of year fundraising goal right now. So that's another great way to do it, especially for that person who has everything. So there you go. All right. What? section do you want to do next? Let's do kids next. Okay. This uh, You have a lot of books in here. Yes. So you'll have to make sure I know when you're talking about a book. Okay. But. First up is A Meal in the Field. That sounds like a book. It's a book and okay. I forgot to write the author. I'm sorry. But also every book that we're going to mention here is on our bookshop.org. So once again, go to plantnebraska.org and you can find our bookshop link. And when you buy a book through that link... Uh, 10% of it comes back to us. Mm-hmm. So it's another great way to do your shopping and support NSA. Yeah, it doesn't change the price for you. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. So Emil in the Field is about a young kid who lives near an abandoned lot 
and it's allowed to kind of return back um, to nature. And he experiences it throughout the seasons. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yes. So it's a kid's book, not a board book. So for a little bit older, but it's an excellent, beautiful illustrations. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, I think Plip Plop Pond also <laughs> looks like a book title. Yes. Plip Plop Pond is hard to say. <laughs> it's fun to say. <laughs> and it is a book again, but mostly it's a book from the Indestructibles line of books it's not a series it's a line these are books made for really little little ones so um, I bought them for my niece who's just about six months now and they can't be torn they can't be chewed they're not ruined by water or things spilling on them so they're perfect to give even the littlest baby to just throw around (laughs) but you can also read them and they have put plot Pond is one of my favorites because it's all about ponds and, and things that live in ponds. Lovely. But I've also gotten her books, one called Let's Go Outside, um, all about different animals, too. Like, they have a full line of books that I really enjoy. And they're, some of them are in multiple languages. So in their household, they speak English, Spanish, and Japanese. So we're able to kind of give books for all of those. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And an indestructible book is always good in my in my book. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to skip down the list Kay. to my book because mm-hmm. then we'll be done with books for kids. Mine is The Seed That Was a f- Who. I think it's The Seed Who Was Afraid oh, to Grow. Yes. But it could be that. We'll have it listed correctly. Yeah. This book um, is for a little bit older kids. So Silas is almost four and it's a little old for him. Mm-hmm. But he loves it. Um, it's about a seed who lives in a drawer full of other seeds, and they think they're in the best place in the world. And then they get taken out and planted, um, and they're kind of afraid of that. But then we find out that there's more for the plant to do, and we Mm -hmm. learn a lot of the things. It grows into a tree, and it's it's possibly the most botanically incorrect tree I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) It has flowers and nuts at the same time. Mm -hmm. It has apples and nuts. It grows at a alarming pace <laughs> so it's it's not a botanical learning mm-hmm. book but um it talks about a lot of the things that a tree gets to give us mm-hmm. and that is lovely i think he most it's a very beautifully colored book i think is the main reason that he likes it but mm-hmm. um i like adding one for a little bit older kids you know i think after you know five or six would start to catch on pretty good to what's going on in the story yeah Awesome. Okay, so I think that's all of our books for kids. I think so. For this time. I mean, yeah. like we you said, go more. go to our bookshop.org. There's so many books. So if you missed last year's, yeah. just look, they're all on there. I don't remember if I mentioned it last year, but I'll add Thank You Tree, which mm-hmm. was that board book I picked up at Hoyt Arboretum when yes. we were in Portland. And it is just a cute little, it's, again, mm-hmm. like all the things trees give us. Mm-hmm. And it's super simple, pretty watercolors. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, what else would you give a kid? So the most popular things at our house have been tools mm-hmm. that are kid-sized but work. Yes. Because the most None frustrating thing. flimsy oh, plastic ones. The cute, bright-colored plastic mm-hmm. things, they're really good in the sandbox, but they're really frustrating for the kid yeah. who likes to help. Um, so we found Baumgars has a rake that is fully metal, but it's it's the right size for maybe... Up to a kindergartner. Okay. Um, after that, it might get a little short. Mm-hmm. But 
we'd had rakes from Target and stuff, and they break. They're all plastic. And this one, it rakes leaves. And it's very exciting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's exciting. And it it's pretty not breakable, but it, there's also nothing sharp about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have this shovel. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about kind this of shovel. <laughs> this shovel looks exactly like a grown-up spade, mm-hmm. but it came from the tiling aisle. So you say it's a tile spade. I don't know what it is. I'm going to have to Google We're this because I have it yet. So I might be remembering this wrong because Home Depot's website says that it's a digging shovel. Okay. But I distinctly remember finding it not with the garden tool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was just like a special thing they yeah. were showing off, but... They call it a compact digging shovel. Okay. It's only 18 inches, the shovel part. Oh, and I see. And then the see. handle yeah. is a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. It is the perfect size for a preschooler, but it looks exactly like the grown-up version. Yeah. And it works. Okay. We just don't sharpen it for him. Because that would be <laughs> dumb. Because <laughs> that would be dumb. <laughs> sure. But he's practicing, like, putting his foot on it to push it into mm-hmm. the ground. And um, we'll link this in yeah. the show notes. We don't have to link to Home Depot, but we'll do it this time. Yeah. It's not that expensive either. It's, 15 it bucks. Not, that's why we have it. Yeah. you know... We don't give in to the I want it at the stores mm-hmm. very much. But mm-hmm. we're like, this is this is worth it. And yeah. you can learn how to use this. And it's they show it as like for use while you're kneeling and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I Which find it would be. Yeah, it would be perfect. I find it useful in my raised, you know, my retaining wall garden mm-hmm. that it's it's got the functionality of a bigger shovel, not a hand trowel. But mm-hmm. I don't have to climb up there to use it. Right. Yeah. So this has been really important okay and then we have a set of little metal like trowels and sure, things yeah. but i just as somebody who visits classrooms to plant too i just i can't stress enough that giving kids a toy tool that doesn't work and expecting them to be able to do a job is so frustrating to them yeah. and so off-putting to them mm-hmm. so um we he uses both these tools under supervision they're not the rake sometimes is, yeah. is pretty free to play. It's not like the shovel's just out for grabbing. <laughs> um, we're learning how to use the tools, but it it means a lot mm-hmm. when he's trying to learn something and he's at least capable of succeeding. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I lo- we love the shovel. I'm going to get some for the kids in my life. Yeah. Okay, another one that we kind of talked about last year was insects because kids love insects Mm -hmm. right and so i think that you can't go wrong with an insect net and a jar any jar yeah as long as it has some holes in it you don't have to buy a fancy jar nope doesn't have to be one of those fancy ones um and by a net i mean a canvas one yeah i think you should get a canvas one and you can find them anywhere just don't get once again the little flimsy plastic kid one right don't do that because... Do you remember as a kid trying to use those to catch yeah. things? It's not big enough. It's impossible. Yeah. And the canvas is going to get more things. Like the butterfly, you could probably catch a butterfly with that little kid one. But I'm talking like little insects yeah. that you can get from like sweeping the grass and things, right? Yeah. So canvas one, you can always, they're on wooden handles, so you can always cut the handles shorter. If you wanted to, that's pretty easy. They do come pretty long. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you, could, you could lop it off. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty simple. Um, so that is one of my recommendations. And then just like a mason jar, an old jam jar, like just whatever for 
putting your insects in and looking at them and then returning them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting a roly-poly habitat this year because we really like roly-polies. I don't know what it takes thinking about that. I mean, all you have to do is give them rotting stuff and then they can go back to the garden in right. the spring. Well, you know, my family, we used to collect ant lions. What? <laughs> They're like <laughs> these little burrowing insects that live in kind of like sand and they make a funnel no, I and don't know about this. you could like scoop them up in a ice cream bucket and then feed them ants. Cool. Yeah, I did not know about this. That sounds very neat. I I don't know if they're actually called ant lions. Oh, that's <laughs> I mean that's what, what we called them. I don't know if that's we'll look even up. close to a good name. For I have them. no idea. Here, let me Google real yeah, quick. Yeah, look it up. In the meantime, oh. Magnifying glasses. I love magnifying glasses. And uh, we let them be carried around pretty freely. We actually have a really big one that's like the magnifying glass itself is probably four inches diameter. um, And it's wrapped in a a plastic snake that makes the holder Uh and the handle. Um, That might not be for every kid. Because when I gave it to Silas, Nick was like, you're going to teach him to start fires. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, that has never occurred to Silas. And he's not coordinated enough to hold it that still. Mm-hmm. If your child is, is you know, creative enough mm-hmm. to figure out that function, you might wait on the magnifying glass. Sure. But I love carrying a magnifying glass around and just looking at anything we can see. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. I, I learned about antlions. <laughs> okay. Tell us more. <laughs> there are... A, an insect group, they do turn into kind of what looks like dragonflies, um, but they're not of that family. So, And they are best known for the predatory habits of their larvae, which mostly dig pits to trap passing ants or other prey. Do you have a picture? Um, I do, but... Oops, sorry. But you're not going to recognize them. <laughs> oh, that does look like... I mean, is I meant is the larvae. No, it doesn't... It looks like a blob of sand with legs. Uh-huh. Weird. That sounds so cool. Yeah. So we would find the little tunnels. And scoop them up. And like dig underneath and then bring all the sand and put it in a bucket. In a bucket I have for never a couple seen of days. I need some. I've got a very anti area that mm-hmm. one could thrive in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And leave them for a few days and feed them ants and then we'd just pour them back. Yeah. So there you go. That's a fun one. That's a good one. You also on here... A large pot with easy seeds. Yes. So once again, I'm going simple, no name brands or anything. Yeah. Just find a big pot, those windowsill ones That's I think work best. Mm-hmm. And then any type of seed that you have success with, usually some kind of herb or vegetable. Yeah. I would or ad- like- add here, the large pot is important. The mm-hmm. little tiny cute seed starting kits no. they sell for kids are so hard to use. They're hard for their hands. I just thinking about so we gave Silas a window box, mm-hmm. and he would not have had the coordination to put those seeds in each cup. Yeah, the the big area to sprinkle was important, and then it was more forgiving of his watering skills. Yes, yes. But we had great luck. He grew radishes and carrots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There Took you him go. to the county fair. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so his cute. ribbon is still on the wall, yeah. and he still points out to everybody who mm-hmm. comes to our house. He has no real knowledge of why he won it, but yeah. it's for his carrots. I mean, you could do marigolds. Yeah. You could do about anything. Sunflowers are fun to start, and then you could move them outside if you have the space. Yeah. 
There's really a lot of things. Not society garlic. <laughs> Don't do that with kids. I'm still having a hard time. Okay, we'll leave that one out. How about that? Yeah, but there's so many things. Just don't, mm-hmm. you You can, I like when I'm gifting to create kits mm-hmm. of my own. Because Me too. the kits that they sell in stores can be really gimmicky. And there'll yep. be like one good thing yep. in there and then a bunch of not good stuff. Mm-hmm. So make your own. One time kit. I did blanket fort kits for my niece and nephew. I love it. Mm-hmm. There's like cheap sheets, uh-huh. some clothespins, some like t- yarn stuff. Um, some fabric markers. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, and then they don't have to time. go beg for sheets. I remember begging for sheets for mm-hmm. forts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Does that cover kids? I think that wraps up kids. Okay. You want to do birds Let's next? just go in order. Okay. It seems easier. Gifts for birds. No. Bird enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> My bird doesn't want anything for Christmas except just seed. food. Yeah. <laughs> just seed. I, she has like one toy she plays mm-hmm. with. She liked the my bird that I had loved the millet seed like she does. special yeah. treats you could give him. She yeah. has one toy I can't get her to like any other toys. Mm-hmm. So if you have a bird, an actual bird in your life, just get it food. That's all they want. <laughs> Same with my pets, both of my pets. Any of them, the cat, the dog, all of them. They just food. want food. Yep. <laughs> uh, but for the bird enthusiast in your yes. life, who is a human who likes birds. Yes, I have some ideas. You have a lot of ideas. Okay, first up, a couple of books. Better Living Through Birding by Christian Cooper. So some people might be familiar with this book. Um, it was very popular on the memoir list this year. It's a 2023 publication. And then also Christian Cooper had a... Um, Discovery Channel. It might have been Discovery oh. Plus, like it might yeah. have been a streaming um, series this year as well that coincided with his book. So you probably have seen a lot of that. Um, Christian Cooper is a, he describes himself as a blurred, a <laughs> black nerd. <laughs> um, so he considers himself to be a nerdy person and he likes to bird um, and he lives in New York City. So he birds in Central Park mostly. And you may know him from a viral video during the pandemic he um approached somebody about not letting their dog loose in a certain part of the park where it's not allowed and it became kind of like a a racial flash um point for people so uh this is kind of his experience being a black birder and what it has done for him now most of the reviews i've read has said you should do the audiobook that the audiobook is amazing because in between chapters and when he mentions birds, they have their bird calls. That is so cool. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's how you know a bird. Uh-huh. Yes. Especially when you're first learning. Birds are easier to hear than see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I think that would be an excellent book for a bird enthusiast. It's not... Because especially someone who watches birds, they don't need more bird guides usually. Mm-hmm. Um so this is a memoir. So it's about a birder. About the experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have one more book on here. Yes. I'll let you do the book. Yes. I have another book that's also a memoir. And it is called Birding While Indian by Thomas C. Gannon. And it's just what it says. It's about a person of native culture who is a birder. And it's kind of about his experience um, being in that birding culture which can often be very white 
as a native person and trying to reconcile, you know, the the more recent birding activity with his ancestral birding knowledge. Mm-hmm. I so. like both of those because they're memoirs and they're like experience based. Where, mm-hmm. like, when I buy books on plants to learn from, yeah, I don't always like getting them as gifts because I want to evaluate them, make sure they have the information I need. But I do love, you know, stories. And these are both, mm-hmm. you know, people's stories. Mm-hmm. And the I think it was the Great Plains Center, I think, recently had Thomas Gannon in town to talk about his Birding While Indian book. And he did about an hour lecture and question and answer. Um, and it was recorded, so it's on their oh. website. So I'll find the link and link to it as yes. well. So if you want to learn more about him and his book and his experiences, that would be a good way to do it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll skip. Mine's a book, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> I suggested a birding journal. Mm-hmm. And I've looked at a few of these, and some are sketch-based, but there are some that just say, put in a photo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is the one I would need. But I know that's a really big thing for birders. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some app-based ones where you could buy, you know, the gift card or the credits for somebody to get mm-hmm. the full access to a birding app. Right. Um, if, you know, for the people who are more digital-based. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then tell me about this game. Okay. So if you haven't heard of Wingspan, then... Maybe you you haven't heard of Wingspan? No. Oh my gosh. This is one of the most popular games of the last couple of years. It's Wingspan. You're calling me not connected. To I am a little culture. bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's like it's Wingspan okay. meetups and things around. Wow. Yeah. It's a it is a game about bird migration. And it uses actual bird species. You can buy all these expansion packs for different birds in different continents and different places and things like that. Um, but basically, you're trying to get your your bird population through migration. They have... Um, they're just like... This board game has become so big. You can find like cases on Etsy to hold because there's a bunch of pieces. Oh, yeah. There are they, tons I of pieces. I love board game organization. <laughs> yes. <kit>. Yes. <laughs> so this has all the little, like, because they have these different colored eggs that you have to keep track of. Um, and so there's been, like, this whole big thing that has come off of just this one board game. That's really so cool. If and you about have, birds. It's about birds. And you can play it one player you, it's a one-player game, or I think maybe, depending on how many expansion packs you have, it can go up from there. So, um, very popular among birders and non-birders. Mm-hmm. And since it uses real birds, it has the bird cards, so you learn about the birds as you go. That's great. So, it's a fun way to learn about birds. I wouldn't say any age, but it can go kind of... Yeah, they have to be able to read and sit through the game, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. That just you uh, maybe some, more attention span. Some adults can't do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, it's a very popular game. Like Spring Creek Prairie is having a meetup to play. Um, so all those types of things. So you could either get it for a person if they um, have like birds and don't have the game yet. It would be a very good like holiday game for your family yeah. to play. Or if they already have it and they like it, go into all of the like 
expansion things that you can get for it. They have, because, you know, the pieces are like these little eggs. You can buy like custom egg colors and different pieces. It's like the game that I I was, I kickstarted this game I'm waiting yeah. for. And one of the options was to upgrade to metal coins. Yes. And I had to talk myself out of it so hard. <laughs> I was like, you don't need those. You don't need those. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> So you could go into, yeah, getting the game organization kits on Etsy and getting expansion packs of different, um, there's like tropical birds, there's Arctic birds, there's all those different things. So Are there dice in this game? I don't remember. Okay. Honestly, never played it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have bought it for people. It. I've seen people okay. play it. I know our coworker Toby has played it. He likes it. Um, so there you go. Cool. Yeah. That sounds very fun. It comes highly recommended by many people. I even heard a few people leave it out on their table just so they can play whenever they're just kind of sitting and because it's beautiful. Yeah. But if you have cats or kids, that's a poor decision. No, my cat would destroy it immediately. She destroys most things. This is getting this cat. (laughs) Egg laying has become oddly big in our house lately. Okay. <laughs> Silas found an old Easter egg, and now every oh, bird, yeah. every every stuffed bird he owns has mm-hmm. rotated through laying this egg. So oh, the eggs cute. disappear really quickly. <laughs> yeah, and they're small. You don't want them around little people. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Well, speaking of eggs, mm-hmm. let's move on to cooking. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so what... How does this fit into gardening? Okay. Well, because Obviously. you, yeah, you tell us. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah, or I can. Well, a lot of people are gardening to cook from it, mm-hmm. or they're cooks who know a little bit about gardening because you need gardens to cook. Yes. So whether you come at it from the cook who <laughs> likes to garden or the gardener who likes to cook, mm-hmm. um, we've got a few ideas for crossing that interest mm-hmm. you know combination yes so. yes so once again back to books there's one on our bookshop.org link and it is eat your flowers by loria stern and it's all about how to use edible flowers in it. your cooking so of course there's a lot of things about how to use herbs and foraging all of that's on our website too mm-hmm. but this one is specifically flowers i like it mm-hmm. it's fun there's so many i mean there's flowers of fruits that we yeah. can eat mm-hmm. uh, that sounds very fun yes I, I can't guarantee that we can grow all of those flowers that's fair <laughs> but you know it's uh just you go through it and you pick what you can the thing i like about edible flowers is if you see them on a dish someone brings you almost know they grew them mm-hmm. because you can't go to hive eat yeah. and pick up some nasturtiums to decorate your salad with mm-hmm. that's for sure um, okay, so then we kind of move on to nasturtiums. Oh. What are those? Oh, they're <laughs> they're leaves you can eat or spicy leaves. They that's what I'm <laughs> calling them. Um, so they are orange, yellow, white. They kind of range those colors, and they have like big lily pad like leaves. Okay, and they're peppery. Got it. So people, you'll see them a lot in salads, mm-hmm. um, sandwiches, yep. things like that. Yep. Um, but they're they're interesting because they're they're kind of spicy. Got it. Okay, I just wanted clarification. Oh, that's okay. I'll put. We'll see. Yeah, I might yeah. just let you look that one up on yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've got a lot of links coming. We do in this have episode. a lot. 
Yeah. Okay. What's a, what's your pick for a, you do way more cooking than I do. I don't cook. Yeah. I, there's not a lot of things <laughs> that you need to cook right. from your garden. I mean, I, for the most part, I just go get it and I cook with it. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of, you know, picked some preserving things. Yes. One of the things I do a lot of is I dry my herbs. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this is that it's really easy through the summer to pick and dry herbs and then eventually you have to do something <laughs> with them and i've got this pile um so empty spice jars mm-hmm. and they can get kind of expensive if you go to the crafty stores yes i buy mine from uline oh wow okay yep. um and they literally will sell you empty spice jars you can even get the like snap open uh-huh. and shake lids. I don't do those because I don't grind them small enough. Right. Yeah. So I crunch them up a little bit, but I don't grind them small enough to shake out. It's of not a like shaker. a powder. No. Yeah. If I wanted powdered spices, I could go, <laughs> yeah. go buy yeah. some. <laughs> um, so empty spice jars. I think I got like twenty four for like twenty one dollars. Nice. So okay. that's really affordable. If I went to the hobby mm-hmm. store, they're gonna be <laughs> yeah. a lot more. Um, and I need a quantity, yes. you know, to store all these yes, things. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, that's also where I buy my ball mason jars mm-hmm. because they're cheaper. Um, they don't run out like the hardware store does. Yes. Yeah. So just jars of any kind that you can label. Um, With the customizable labels. Yeah. I think that's a fun, because if you have somebody who does canning or jarring or um, preserving of any kind, right, they... Lots of times they have the jars that they like, although never enough jars. Never so enough if jars. you know what kind of jars they like, buy them more. They'll be happy. But it's always fun to get them nice, like, labels yeah. um, that you can print or that you look pretty, have all that. Because all of us who do this know it's like you're in it and you're just like, I don't know. And you just write on the lid or something. <laughs> that's, yeah, for so, myself, that's all I do. Mm-hmm. I just use a Sharpie. Yeah. But if I'm going to give them as a gift, I yeah. try to get a nice label. And that would be so nice to just have like, you know, a pack of labels mm-hmm. that you can write on, but like they yeah. look a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. I think. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into like the dehydrator. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're trying to preserve any vegetables or fruits, dehydrators are helpful. For herbs, I have this like hanging shelf thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just like mesh. But so it dries over time. It dries over mm-hmm. time. And I do, I hang it in the basement by my dehumidifier. Yeah. And that helps. But and then your rabbit can't get to them. Then my rabbit can't get to them. <laughs> if I hang them outside, it inevitably rains. Yes, yeah. So um, I stopped doing that. But a dehydrator would dry, you know, whatever's in it in less than twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing quantities, um, I have tried to. I have dried peppers in the oven. It oh, takes yeah. forever. Yep. A dehydrator would make and that. apples. Yes. Like I love dried apple chips and strawberries oh my gosh dried strawberries it's like pure sugar yeah so those would be good ones yeah Mm -hmm. but they take forever in the oven they take a really long time i don't have a dehydrator what i do have is a vacuum sealer Ooh, yeah and i just bought it this year i bought kind of a cheap one because i wanted to make sure i Mm -hmm. liked it um i love it that's how i've been preserving i made huge batches of pesto and froze them oh yeah i blanched a bunch of vegetables and froze them and i'm using them now there you go the soup i brought for our halloween Mm -hmm. soup or our halloween fall potluck Mm -hmm. i used um an herb mix that i had frozen and it was just so fast Mm -hmm. because 
when you're in harvest mode, it has to be fast. Right. Like I could bring in a bucket of carrots for the day and have them frozen in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one, especially if they're a vegetable gardener. Yeah. Right. And like probably it. to go with those things is like scrub brushes mm-hmm. and harvesting buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, harvesting I don't, aprons. Yes, too. I really want to harvest mm-hmm. an apron. I don't love. This is like probably bad to say. I don't love the <laughs> garden hawks. The what are those? That's like the cute in every garden catalog harvest basket. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't like them because most of them have really big mesh. Yeah. And that's fine until it's not. Because mm-hmm. I'm always losing like a carrot or something. Yeah, out of yeah. I just have this big pan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wide and flat so that I can separate like. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm rarely harvesting one thing. Yeah, so I no, can have like a pile of carrots that? and um, <laughs> some herbs and I can keep the oregano separate mm-hmm. from the thyme. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, containers to harvest in, they seem to just disappear. <laughs> so you can never have too many of those, mm-hmm. um, yeah. especially if they do have a lo- like some holes that you can rinse. Yes. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then this one is a little bit outside, but I like it, which is an electric kettle that you can select the temperature for. And we put this just because Sarah wants one. Yeah, we put this just because <laughs> Hannah was making tea in my kettle before we started recording. And I told her she didn't have to wait till it fully boiled because their tea didn't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, they make electric kettles where you can select the correct temperature for green or black or herbal tea. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. So if somebody yeah. likes to use their dried herbs to make tea, yeah, that would be a good one. It's kind of a tea snobbish thing. I mean, really... We have a friend who's been trying to tell me that I really can just pull the kettle off before it boils. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Okay, I think that covers chefs, cooks, I think et cetera. so. I'm sure there's more things. Oh, there's always more. Yeah. Yes. All right, next we're going to get into actual gardening stuff for gardeners, but we'll, let's start with new gardeners. Yeah. So people who are maybe just getting into it or just bought a house or something. So... One of my first recommendations is always a nice pair of leather gloves. Because when you're just getting started, you don't know if you're going to need them, one. And two, they're expensive. They are. So if you're like, I don't know, am I going to do this for two months or not, right? But a nice pair of leather gloves makes a great gift. The thing is, even if you don't keep gardening, if you own a home, yeah. you're going to need a nice pair of leather gloves at yes. some point. Mm-hmm. And I would add to this. They sell women's leather gloves, yes. and they're a life changer. Mm-hmm. For years, the o- I only ever knew, like, I would use my dad's leather gloves or, like, Nick's. And there's and no gripping. There's no, gri- <laughs> there's nothing. It's like yeah. clown fingers. Uh, yes. And the hot dog fingers mm-hmm. from everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> and it's like the, somehow the stitching is so big that I can't even feel the tip of my finger in there. Yeah. And the first time my in-laws gave me a pair of women-sized leather gloves, I was blown away. Because mm-hmm. I thought leather gloves were crap for yeah. years. And mm-hmm. they're wonderful. Yep. I have a pair of nice leathers, and then they Velcro. They're women's, and then they Velcro. Yes. So that they stay on your hands. Yeah. They stay tight to your mm-hmm. fingers. I was going to suggest just for normal gloves, my favorite ones are the Hydra Hyde um, brand. Yeah. That, like, they are kind of leathery on the palms but they're not like rose thorns yeah you're not gonna <laughs> but they are 
not mm-hmm. just rippable. Yeah. Um, but they then they have mesh on the back to let your hands sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, and they Velcro. And some people don't like that Velcro, but I find it really helpful to keep them from sliding around on my hands. Yes. Yeah. If you know that they are going to do roses or something bushier, then you do want to get the longer ones. Yeah. So take that for if you know what they're actually gardening yeah there you and go. these both end at the wrist that mm-hmm. you, yeah like you're talking about ones that go yep. up your arm mm-hmm. yeah yes or those like snag proof sleeves that they those. make now yeah i really don't know if they work but i don't know i think they'd be great for like cutting back grasses and just not getting itchy mm-hmm. i don't know if they'd protect you from a poke yeah so there you go yeah. nice gloves what's your do you have a new gardener? I, I guess all I've listed is Well, we're kind of skipping, like, they all need trowels and pruners sure. and those things. We're skipping those. We, we covered did, that last we year. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, you can all figure that out. Mm-hmm. Just don't buy cheap ones. Nope, nope, nope. Um, a garden cart is a great idea. Yes. Yeah. Because also, once again, a little pricier, so depending on what you get. So a lot of people won't buy it for themselves to start with, but is a true game changer. Oh my goodness. Whether it's a cart or a wheelbarrow, mm-hmm. it just makes so much difference. I'm mm-hmm. going to add a tarp. Yeah. Um, they're nice so tarp. cheap. <laughs> no, I want even, a nice one. <laughs> even a nice one is not overly expensive yeah. when it comes to most present giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so helpful. You can pile stuff on them. You can you can do anything with a tarp. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then I added a pole saw. Really just anything that can allow you to do some pruning up high. Yeah. Um, Because I think that is another tool that you're like, I don't need that, right? And you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It always turns out, or you need to precariously climb the ladder. Mm Mm-hmm. Who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that. Save lives by a pole saw. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Okay. So we're going to let, that's kind of where we're going to stop for the new gardeners. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of obvious things for new gardeners. But for your more experienced gardener, we have a couple suggestions for just kind of adding to their yard. Mm-hmm. Big on my mind, I looked at compost bins this year yes. and found out how expensive they are. Very expensive. And there's so many options because you could build them. Mm-hmm. Um, I find unless you want to invest in treated lumber, they're just going to fall yes, apart. Yes, yes. So do. I didn't want to do that. And I wanted... I know, specific- everyone's building them out of pallets. I'm like, those are just going to disintegrate just, soon. Their job is to disintegrate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're cheap, so you could just Yeah, say, you could well, just keep building them. Yeah, so yeah. we'll just build it back up. Um, but I really want the kind that you can close up because it keeps... There's a lot of pets mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have pets in your yard, you want them to close. Mm-hmm. But they open on the front. Oh, sure. And this is, so I don't have these, (laughs) just to be clear. This is what I want. We're using two barrels, and they work really well. They compost really well. But I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get them out in the spring. Yes, yes. And I love the idea of the compost bins that open on the front so you can just scoop stuff back out. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really a fan of the rotary ones, like the the barrel up on the stand that you spin. They seem... To me, to take up a lot more space than they compost. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To go along with that, though, I did get a compost aerator this year. Okay. And that sounds super fancy. It's a stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was worth it. It's it's a short tool. It probably comes up to, like, just above my waist. Mm-hmm. And it's got one handle on the top of it and a handle on the side. And you shove it down into the compost. Okay. And you pull it back up. On the bottom... It has four little 
arms and they're hinged so when you push them in they fold oh, up oh they fold up yeah so that they go down and when you start pulling it out they open up like the barb on a fish hook mm-hmm. and they pull the bottom compost up to the top okay and i need one of these you do they're not expensive it was like 25 dollars all right um but compared to trying to dig down into that barrel with a pitchfork and I'm not necessarily trying to turn it. You're just trying to get some air in there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been working very well. Okay. Yeah. Great. So composting. That's composting a big one. Composting things. Um, so the next thing that I think is fun that a veteran gardener needs is a soil probe. And really, it can be any long, solid stick <laughs> you can hold in your metal. hand. Metal. Metal. I do mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean metal. <laughs> Yeah, so like a really long screwdriver would work. But being able to get a few inches down in your soil to see what the water content is like is very helpful. Yeah. Especially if you're a tree person. That's where I see the most use. But it's also it's just it's nice good for to people with lawns need yes. to be checking if their lawn actually needs water. Mm-hmm. The thing we're not talking about is the electric ones Mm-mm. that you stick in the soil like a meat thermometer and it tells you if you need to water. <laughs> nope. Those things are notoriously wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not worth the money. Um, you can test, you can learn to feel if your soil needs water mm-hmm. by poking it with a screwdriver or yep. do they actually make that? I don't I'm sure know. someone will take Because like what Chrissy uses like a, what's her thing? Like a surveyor stick almost. Yeah. Like, I guess Chrissy and Justin both kind of do that. Because yeah. it has a handle on one end that it you does. hold. It has like then, a horizontal. And it's red and white, right? Yeah, I think it's. I think that's what it is. Um, and that horizontal handle helps if you really yeah. have hard soil. Mm-hmm. It gives you some leverage where a screwdriver, I guess that would be your answer. If yeah. You can't get it in. You can't get it in. <laughs> you need to water. Yeah. <laughs> but really... a an extra long you know phillips screwdriver Mm -hmm. would work too that's what i've always used yeah yeah Um, and i know that they're used if you do plant a lot of trees you can use them to help break up roots mm -hmm. from um especially larger tree stock yeah they become kind of a use-all tool Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that i know none of our foresters show up to a tree planting without right so if you're a tree planter you gotta have one i like it to go with that, a soil core yeah. um, is similar, but instead of just feeling the soil, it brings up a core. And I have a right. little handheld one that's only, you know, nine inches long. Mm-hmm. You can get these all the way up to, you know, once they go on the back of your truck and go down half a mile. But <laughs> We're not going to um, get one of those. There's also just like, oh, there's probably like four foot ones that you kind of push in like a, a spade and you mm-hmm. can put your foot on them. And they're... I mean, sometimes you need this, sometimes you don't, but it's also just really fun. (laughs) I just really enjoy before we plant somewhere to go see what the soil looks like Mm -hmm. underneath. Um, If you're trying not to disturb some soil, it's fun to look at it underneath. This is less, you need this tool to be a good gardener and and more more just like fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you said, you can get small ones. Yeah. So mine fits in my tool bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. All right. And then last for veteran gardeners, a gardening Latin book. Yeah. Because knowing what the Latin words mean helps you make decisions. It tells you a lot about the mm-hmm. plant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've had fun with our we have. gardening Latin. Well, you, you, you guys have heard. We yes. had fun with gardening <laughs> Latin. Um, 
You can also just send them that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but there are, there's three or four different books on it. Mm-hmm. And some go more into the history and some go more into the poetry and some just tell you the definition. But to know why the two Latin parts of the name were chosen can tell you, is this a very drought resistant plant? Is this something that was used medicinally? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you don't need that to garden. That's why this is an experience thing. Right. This is a, if you want to learn more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Excellent. All right. Well, that's our gift guide. Yeah. 2023. We hope you got some ideas. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff. Like we've said, go to our show notes. We'll have links to many things. So if you can't find it, that's a good place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about my gardening conundrum? Yes. We. Oh, we're, we're real <laughs> tight on time. Okay. Just real quick. Okay. Okay. So, as we've been talking about, we need to move my asters because they're too close to the sidewalk. So, I think this weekend, I'm going to move them before it freezes. Do it. I'm going to move them out. Okay? So, I'm going to get as much of the roots as I can. I'm going to move them. I'm probably just going to mulch. I think it's too late to put bulbs and I haven't ordered any. Oh. I was going to say it's not too late, but if you haven't ordered any, then it might be. Yes. So, um, if I had them waiting, I yeah. would do it at the same time. So, I think I'm just going to mulch and figure out a spring plant i'll probably just put annuals closer anyways here's my question do i trim back the asters or leave them at their full size and move them literally doesn't matter to the plant okay to you it might matter so at this point if you were to move something while it's still growing usually you're told to cut it back Mm -hmm. because then it's it slows it down it gives it time to recover sure there's nothing going on here so no they've the top yeah only matters to you so if you're i'm gonna guess that you're gonna try to get in there to dig and you're gonna have a hard time seeing the yeah seeing what you're doing yes that's what i'm concerned about it might be easier to cut it off first okay just like halfway yeah okay you're safe to go down to you know six inches that makes me scared um it really won't (laughs) hurt it but um just the at this point it's for your usefulness Mm mm-hmm okay and I wouldn't worry, you know, yes, habitat, but you're disturbing these so fully. Yeah. You're, it's, that's a lot. That is what that's it is. That's going to happen this year. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Okay. I'm going to do that. Sounds I'll good. Report back. Don't forget to water them. Yes. That was my <laughs> other thing because then I can water them and, and put the hoses away. Yeah. Mm hmm. All right. Are those your plant of the week or do you have something else on your That's mind? probably my plant of the okay. week is figuring out jealous. moving these asters. Yeah. Okay. Mm hmm. Do you have one? Well, I is it your society garlic? I forgot to mention that that could be a, a chef gift is like a fancy herb oh, that yeah. they wouldn't normally be able to find or buy themselves like a. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe not society garlic. <laughs> well, I think from what I've heard, if you've got the plant, you're good. They're very easy okay. to care for. I'm trying to start them from seed. Oh, and yeah. And questionably purchase seed at that. <laughs> so that was from last week. So we're going to let that Oh, yes. Rest. Yes. Okay. Um, this week, I know that they're dead for the winter, but I'm going to go with all my herbs. Mm-hmm. Because all summer long, my herbs grew. I love my herb garden. Yes. It's, it's one of my favorite parts of my garden. All summer, I was cutting and drying and shoving them in bags. And I didn't fully realize how much <laughs> they produced. This is what I've heard. <laughs> Nick asked me last night, he's like, I think you should like go to the farmer's market or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sell so it. much herbs. 
So you should put some in like little free pantries. Oh, that would be so cute. I yeah, would, because I'm, lots of times people don't, they can't afford seasoning. Right. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do is I grew all the right things for Italian seasoning. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to mix up all my little Uline jars of Italian seasoning and give those out Yeah. for Christmas and stuff. And that would be a great thing to put in a little pantry. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. your herbs. Yes. So my herbs. You have plenty for yourself and others. <laughs> right. So they are dormant for the winter. Mo- that And that might be part of it, too, is that I, people treat herbs like annuals. Mm-hmm. The majority of my herbs come back every yes. year. Um, I plant I, just a couple of things. Yeah. I replant yeah. basil and mm-hmm. parsley mm-hmm. and everything else pretty I much. Like Thai basil. Mm. Oh, so I don't have good luck with basil. I think I chop I at it too much. Better luck with Thai basil okay, than I, I do with that. like... Sweet basil. I might have to try that then. I mm-hmm. my problem is it's I spicy though. I don't stop cutting it <laughs> <laughs> and letting it grow. Well, you can't use Thai basil in place of like sweet oh, basil. Well, then maybe so not. I'm not a spicy. Person. You wouldn't. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely used in more like t- Thai, Thai dishes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Actually, I do really like it on fresh fruit in the summer. Oh, okay. So I'll put like some melon or something and then julienne the thai basil and sprinkle it on top it's really good yeah mm-hmm. so all right those are our plans for the week we hope you all had a wonderful thanksgiving celebrating with whomever you chose to celebrate with or alone I, you do you man <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to have a day. I've been telling everyone here that I'm obsessed with a book series right now. So if I had all of Thanksgiving just to read my book, I would be perfectly happy. (laughs) Same. We need to stay home for Thanksgiving, but we've got a big kitchen project to work Mm -hmm. on. So it won't be restful for us. Yes, yes. But we do hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And we hope that as we head into holiday season, you take time to spend outside and um, relax a little bit because we know how crazy busy it can get. And we hope this gift guide will help you through that. And along with that, we are having our solstice hikes again this oh, yeah. year. So if you are in the Lincoln area and you want to join us on the evening of December 20th for a calm, restful walk through the woods on the darkest night of the year, feel free to do that. You can find all of the information at plantnebraska.org. It's an inexpensive ticket. And the ticket really is just to make sure we don't have too many people show up. And it goes into our end of year fundraising as well. So another really good, we've had families come together as like a pre-Christmas just family activity that is easy and quiet. We have hot chocolate and cider at the end. So it's just a nice time to join us out in the woods. The feedback we get every year is people are just, they love it so much. And we haven't had to advertise for volunteers because all of our volunteers from last year said, they heard about the walk and they said, I will be there. (laughs) So that tells you a lot. (laughs) Yes. The volunteers enjoy it too. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to rate and review us. And Bloombox and Bloombox Growing Deeper are both programs of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum.